0: You're listening to Trail Correspondence presented by The Trek, a media company dedicated to long-distance backpacking. Get even more at thetrek.co.
1: to Trail Correspondence. I am your host, Moron, and this is episode 13, all about the last week on Trail. There are a lot of complex, possibly mutually exclusive and contradicting feelings that can arise on the last week of Trail. you found a groove, have your gear and resupply system finely tuned, and have all the intellectual, emotional, and physical momentum you could need to reach your destination. But then, there you are, at the sign or monument signifying your journey's conclusion. While the contents of each day on trail are usually unknown at the outset, and are filled in by the whims of fate as you make your daily mileage, as you approach nearer and nearer to what you've been chasing for so many weeks and months, it's hard to grasp what the end of the experience will mean for the near future. There's no doubt that the end of a journey like a long trail is a hard pill to swallow, and it's uniquely individualized for each person. On that note, let's hear how our correspondents are doing as their time on trail comes to a close.
2: water fireball queen of the salamanders and this is my last week on trail which is so so strange to say um i'm at Shaw's hostel right now and we'll be continuing out tomorrow and it's so weird like i'm tearing up right now it's it's strange to be like Ending this huge journey. Like, I'm feeling really sad, um, <laughs> which is kind of typical for me for like big life changes. Like, when I graduated college, I was like crying well before <laughs> all my friends were just about leaving and all that stuff. And this trail is no different. Like, I'm like, my body is ready to be done. Um, but my mind and spirit want to just keep going like if i could hike to canada and keep on going to do the iat and stuff like that fuck it like i would but alas like finances and also my body needs to rest so it's just like it's just so weird like 2000 miles and now i'm here and i'm like i was so nervous at the start of this trail I didn't even know actually coming into it like i thought it was something i wanted to do but then i came on the first day and i was like what the fuck is this like this is awful i don't think i can do this because <laughs> was so difficult and i was coming off an injury and now i'm just like oh my god like i don't want to leave like just thinking about like not spending every day like in a ending each day with the shelter and like seeing all my friends like not hiking with love child all the time and like not just being outside (laughs) it's just so weird um not just spending every morning like walking under a bunch of pine trees and just feeling the forest wake up around you and just watching the sun come up it's just those peaceful moments and sweet routine like I'll really miss. Um, I'm not ready to be done, but if I waited until I was ready for anything, then I'd never get anything done. (laughs) So, you know, just like any other part of trail, I'll just keep on walking and then summit Katahdin, and then that's that. And I'll just try to appreciate every last little moment of this trail that I can and really just be grateful for the people that I still see and meet up with along the way. And uh, at the end of it, me and Love Child are thinking about going to Acadia and catching a bus out there and exploring that national park because God knows we haven't gotten enough hiking done. <laughs> and then after that, I'll probably head home to Virginia and he might come visit and I'll be hanging out with family there and going on a road trip afterwards to see some of my friends, like, in Blacksburg, and I might go and climb McAfee's again and just think about, like, holy shit, <clears throat> like, what a ride. <laughs> it's just so strange to, like, back on it. It just feels like a blur of, like, heel pain and rambunctious laughter with a bunch of friends and just absurd happenings all the time of, like, things that I look back on and I'm like, did that happen? Like, that lady who tickled my foot and, like, Mary, and I'm like, what the hell was that? Or, like, I don't know, skinny dipping in waterfalls and hike naked day. The naked parts really stand out to me, but, like, of course. And... Geez, just like all the hills going up. Like climbing Bigelow Mountain was one of my favorites. Just it was so beautiful up there. And climbing Franconia Ridge and just seeing all the mountains all around me. Like I'm never gonna forget this trail. And all of its terrible parts and all of its amazing parts. And I couldn't recommend it enough to anyone to do because it's completely changed, like, my outlook on just I don't have to pursue a regular life. Like, I can just keep on doing funky trails like this as long as I fund them and stuff like that. Like, I can just keep on hiking and meeting people and writing about it. So that seems to be what I want to do. And I think I'm going to keep on doing that afterwards. I'm not going to try to extend the end of this trail any, because I still really like to push my body and stuff like that, and I don't feel like dragging it out either. I just, I want to feel all the emotions at once, and I'm super pumped for just the laugh and sob fest at the top of Katahdin that is ensuing soon because i just think really strong emotions are really important to feel wholeheartedly and i can't think of a better way to experience literally like all of them at once than summiting the final mountain on the trail and being like looking back and being like holy shit like i just walked that whole thing <laughs> the thing i've been planning for like years now i've actually done it just the feeling of like wow I said I would do it, and I did it. And now looking at things in the future, like, okay, I can do more trails, and I can climb other mountains, metaphorically and physically, and things will be okay. So, ready or not, I'm going to do it, and it's going to be everything it is, (laughs) just like every part of this trail has. So... I really appreciate everyone for listening along so far and see you all on the other side of Katahdin.
3: This is Ali, a.k.a. T.C., a.k.a. Appalachian Adventurista. I am checking in today from the 100 Mile Wilderness in Maine, where myself and my trail family are taking a planned zero in the 100 Mile to really kind of soak in this last bit. For those who don't know, the 100 Mile Wilderness brings you right up to the base of Mount Katahdin, which is the northern terminus. So... Currently, at the campsite where I am, we have a gorgeous view of Mount Katahdin, or Mama K, as I call her. And uh, we are less than 30 miles from the actual summit. So we're extremely close, and it is hard to fathom truly being at her base as we are. And so I guess that's a good place to start, being here in the midst of our last week on trail trail. Oh, this is going to be a hard one. The emotions and and the thoughts and the feelings are just all swirling around in somewhat of a chaotic fashion. (laughs) Um, I have worked throughout my entire trail to try and process what I was experiencing and where I was and um, how things were going as it went. And I think that I did a pretty good job of that. But That said, you know, you can't do it to perfection. (laughs) You can only do so much um, while you're out here. And it feels as though here at the end, there's just so much to process. Uh, And I know that I can only do so much of it while I'm out here. A lot will happen post-trail. And honestly, that's one of the big things that I'm currently trying to do. I am currently actually trying to stop processing and let myself just experience these last days, live deeply in them and breathe deep with my Trammily and have these last moments and experiences together um, and be able to viscerally be present for them while I'm here. I am very aware that this will all be a memory extremely soon, sooner than I might like. (laughs) And so I am trying my best to hold on to these moments while I'm out here on trail. I think the folks around me are doing fairly similarly. Um, Clearly, as a Tramly, we chose and planned out to have a zero here in the 100-mile wilderness um, because we were all kind of feeling the same. We wanted to get here at our own pace and then make sure that we weren't rushing and running off trail. Uh, Unfortunately, some folks on trail are, are... over the trail and done with it at this point and just doing their best to get to the end and be done with it and put it in the rearview mirror. And I'm glad that I'm with a group of people who aren't feeling that way because I definitely don't myself. (laughs) So we can all kind of relish in these last days and we actually intentionally slowed down here at the end to make sure that we were giving ourselves the time and space to be out here. I'm feeling, and I think the folks around me are too, some combination of being ready for the end. Um, We've been able to see it coming for a while. I got my first glimpse of Katahdin uh, within a week ago. And we've had some time to really kind of realize that the end point is near. And that has made me kind of excited. It, It has allowed me, I should say, to switch gears in my head and start to look past the AT. For so long, this was all I was thinking about. This was all I had ahead of me. I wasn't even looking for the light at the end of the tunnel. I was just living it up in the tunnel. And now the light of the tunnel is in front of me and I have to address it. And so I am. And I'm actually starting to get excited about the things that I have next coming up. And I do have a list of things that I I want to focus my time on and spend time valuing off of trail. And that's really something big that the trail has taught me in and of itself. Um, but at the same time, I have loved my experience on the Appalachian Trail. And what I have found is that I can go for a lot longer than I thought in the woods. I have lived out here for a little over five months at this point, And this feels like home. This feels natural. Setting up my my hammock camp setup and, and cooking dinner over a tiny little stove feels like home. That feels normal to me at this point. And, you know, the one side of me is excited for the next things coming up. It's excited for a bed. It's excited for a shower. It's excited for hot meals that are not instant potatoes and North sides. And the other side of me doesn't know what it looks like anymore to look up and not see the top of my hammock kind of swaying in the breeze and to not wake up and watch the forest wake up around me as I stretch my legs. So I really feel some, some range of being conflicted about the end. I'm ready for it in a sense and I'm not in another and I think that that is natural And the last thing that I will mention about being ready versus not for the end of the trail here um, is just that the knowledge that the end is coming has seemed to kind of wind down the rest of my being. Um, The way I compare... What I compare this to is to running in normal life. When I go for runs, if I know that I'm finishing my run at my driveway... That's great. But then if someone says to me, oh, but let's go a little further and I'm already looking at the driveway, it's hard to keep going. And I think that that is what I'm finding is that the same concept applies out here. I'm looking at Mount Katahdin right now and I think the rest of my body is kind of winding down. Bones are feeling a little creakier. feet are feeling a little tired or fatigue is setting in a little heavier just because I mentally am aware that that is the end Um, and I think all of my systems are kind of slowing down to adjust for that terminus. All that said I am so ready to summit Mount Katahdin. I am ready for you Mama Kay, and I will be there so soon.
4: hey y'all this is Witch Doctor here um we are talking about our final week on trail which is uh apt because this is actually my final day on trail uh <laughs> gonna be summiting katahdin today um so whirlwind of emotions um so i'll just start with this week and just recap everything uh we crossed the kennebec river on a ferry uh, basically a little canoe a day before Hurricane Lee rolled through Maine and, uh, I'm kind of unsure what the weather was going to be like, what the trail conditions were going to be like. Um, did a little Nero did four miles into the Kennebec cross and then just stayed at, uh, a hotel for uh, the night. Um, and everyone kind of We watched the news, looked at the weather report. Um, Hurricane kind of ended up being a nothing burger, which was fortunate. Um, But next day we headed out. uh, We were all just excited to start the 100-mile wilderness. And um, two days uh, of hiking took us into Monson, which is where the last... Shelter, her hostel is at. Uh, we stayed at Shaw's overnight. Uh, got a ton of rain um, that afternoon as we headed in, and luckily we got some some trail magic and a ride into Shaw's. And rained all that night. Rained the next day until about noon, and so we got a late start into the Hundred Mile Wilderness from Shaw's. Shaw's was awesome. Got all kind of the information and logistical resupply and stuff about Katahdin that we needed before heading out shout out to Learning Curve thanks for uh all the information and great to see you again um started the 100 mile wilderness did a 10 mile day uh got a late start at noon and I think we were all excited just to start that final 100 mile stretch uh we were also kind of all I think ready to be done. <laughs> um as beautiful as Maine's been and as beautiful as Hundred Mile Wilderness is. Uh and we all just want to go home. <laughs> um, it's it's been a phenomenal out time. Phenomenal time out here. Um everybody we've met uh, has been awesome. And um but we've also I've been away from family friends loved ones dogs all the things uh for a little over 5 months now and just ready to get back to that so i think there's just been a excitement kind of building um, uh, it's weird cuz uh, a couple of days ago just kind of like it just hit me It was like we're 3 days away from Katahdin, like which is weird like feeling like this mountain you've been hiking towards for the better part of half a year, uh, can sneak up on you, but just all of a sudden it's, it hits you and it settles in and you're like, holy shit, like three days, like, okay. And, um, been enjoying every minute of the hundred mile wilderness. Uh, there was a sign, um, in Virginia that said trail boss and people are like oh it's this is the boss level there's hills and whatever and kind of walking through Maine feel like Maine's kind of been the ultimate trail boss final boss level of the AT just because it's got a little bit of everything it's got some of the rocks you got to rock hop over things and kind of like uh Uh, Roxylvania. It's got the mud from Vermont. It's got these gnarly, just gnarled roots all over the place that you have to hop over. Uh, it's got rock scrambles. It's got mountains. It's got big climbs, little climbs, flats. It's just got a little bit of everything that is, uh, um, kind of reminiscent of just makes you think back, uh, to all the other parts of the trail um during this week there's been a lot of just like trail memories that uh we've been thinking about and um bringing back and uh recycling through your head and it's it's been an awesome experience um as far as celebration stuff or alterations to normal logistics uh there's not really anything we're doing different or that I'm doing different um to get a celebratory Allegash white beer to bring up to uh, the summit with me, and I'll be cracking that open and celebrating with everybody up at the top. But um, outside of that, it's just kind of business as usual. You wake up, and have breakfast, and get to hiking. And uh, uh, did jump in a little stream yesterday. It's been it's been cold in Maine, so my desire and affinity for large bodies of water has uh been tempered by the uh colder temperatures here um but i did get in yesterday uh was very refreshing very nice um there's been spots along the way that's like oh I'm trying to put a big miles today would love to jump in this is an awesome spot but pass it up and and i'm okay with it i'm again that the desire is to to go home and put up the big miles and I feel like I've been very intentional about my hike uh from beginning to end so there's not a whole lot that is like lacking in this last week of I wish I had done this or I wish I took more time for this or didn't feel like I worked on myself or didn't feel like uh I accomplished the things I wanted to accomplish. I think I did everything that I've wanted to do. And I'm leaving, uh, you know, once I get to the top here. Uh, feeling accomplished and feeling like what I came out here to do. And um, I don't really feel like they're wanting for anything else uh, after this trip. Um, it's been enough memories to to last a lifetime for sure and uh I don't know I'm walking up now and I'm gonna be a big baby at the top of being a big baby now um, it's just a whirlwind of emotions so um uh next time you hear from me I'll be home so uh thanks for listening switch doctor over and out
5: okay again now um this is the assignment number 13 and uh i want to tell you something about my last week and my feelings um when i um reached the end uh, or um when i reached Katadin. so um i was so excited to reach Katadin and um in the last week and all the weeks before, and I didn't realize actually that Kateden is the end of my journey. So, um, I was so proud proud of myself to, um, to have done so many miles and, um, it was such a great feeling to stay on top, on top of Kateden, to stay on the sign, to, um, Yes um the the feeling the wind in my hair and the sun and the blue sky it was it was really amazing but um it was also um the other feelings because um before I um went to catan i had to stay in melinotic melinotic at the hostel and it was so bad um, that um in Baxter State Park and uh, the last part, um, there are no dogs allowed and I felt so sorry to leave, uh, have to leave Tilly at the hostel and have to go alone because um, Tilly was on my side all the months and now for the last part I have to do it on my own without her. That was really bad. It was a bad feeling because um, she was always on my side and now I had to die, have done it on my own. And then, um, when i coming back to Millinocket, back to Tilly, back to the hostel, I was sitting on my bed, proud and happy that I have made it. But I also felt that, I, uh, yes, I had also a bad feeling, and um, I had the feeling to, to fall in a big hole. I approached Katadin and now, is this the end? The end of my journey? I couldn't celebrate myself really. I felt, yes, I felt sad and empty. The journey is over. So I'm not dancing in the woods anymore, nor nice in the wilderness anymore. All the hostels, hikers, friends who I have made on my way. Is this the final end? Yes, the trail was awfully exhausting and I always said to myself I don't want to walk any further. And now I haven't really I haven't really realized in the last week that it would be the week the last week on trail. That it would be the end. I was too excited to approach Katahdin. And um, now I don't know why should say it's it's yes I feel so sad to go home I don't know what I could say but um yes I will tell you the next time a little bit more ciao
6: Hey everyone, this is Radio, back with a little bit of an update on my last week on the Appalachian Trail. This was almost exactly two months ago, but I remember this week uh, like it was last week. It was an awesome time, um, and I'm excited to kind of walk you through what was going through my head as I was approaching the finish line Uh, for me, that was Mount Katahdin. So at the time, I think the overwhelming feeling was we were ready to be done (laughs) Uh, definitely wanting to enjoy it, but also ready to be done. Um, at least that's how I felt. And I think most people in my group were in that same boat. It definitely was a struggle at times because, uh, we had a ton of rain in New Hampshire and in Maine that made the trail, um, pretty hard to just enjoy at times. It was hard to get a lot of the good views that you hope for in Maine. Um, but we were still at the point where, um, we were enjoying the walking. I think it just was like, we're ready for it to be over. Um, New Hampshire was probably the hardest. And then also the Mahusics in Southern Maine by the, by this point in the trail though, I think we had lucked out with some relatively good weather and we had just been getting off trail a lot more often. Like we stopped in Rangeley, we stopped in Caratunk, we stopped in Stratton. Um, and then we made our way to Monson like two or three days out in, in two days actually after Caratunk and spent the night at Shaw's. Um, Shaw's was an awesome, awesome place. Really enjoyed the stay there. It was packed with a ton of really awesome people that we had met earlier in the trail. So it was great to kind of finally see them come back around. One of them we had hiked with through the Smokies together, and we hadn't seen him until Shaw's. So that was really, really cool. And we left with the goal of doing the 100-mile wilderness in five days. So five around 20-mile days initially the, w- the way it worked out was we were going to start with like two 18s or um or two 19s and then have some a 25 and a 24 and then like a 16 or 17 or something like that so very approachable days and we were ready we kind of started slow cuz we knew that the first two days were going to be the hardest with white cap and some of the mountains in the first 40 miles um, one thing that was interesting for us is there was a lot of flooding and we had had to go around one of the rivers, uh, the Piscata Twiz, um, we had had to go around that river because of how much rain there was. The rivers were flooded through and a lot of the hikers and sobos were like, do not even try to ford those. So we had to go around those. So that was a little nerve wracking going into the hundred mile wilderness, just knowing that there wasn't a lot of easy options to avoid high river crossings, but that ended up not really being a problem. Um, we did the first two days according to plan. And then by the start of the third day, um, the bugs were just so bad, and we were so just ready to be done um, that we ended up doing the last 60 miles in two days, basically. We did a 29, a 29, and then on the morning of the fifth day, we had to go three miles to Able Bridge, the camp store there. So we did the 100-mile wilderness a lot faster than I think what people would say you're supposed to. Um, I can't say that we spent a ton of time enjoying it. It definitely was still an enjoyable like stretch, but it was pretty rainy one or two of the days that we were there, and the bugs were so bad that it, it took away from the desire to hang out at a camp or hang out by the water. Um because it once you stopped moving, you were getting eaten pretty much eating alive. So we went through in just about four days. I do remember camping at Cloud Pond, which I think is where we stayed the first night That was unbelievable. Uh, We went for a swim there, which was fantastic. And there was a whole whole group of um, female campers there that were pretty awesome um, who are section hiking the AT with like a bunch of high schoolers, uh, which I thought was just the coolest thing ever. And then... The other big place that we camped at that I really enjoyed was Potawajo Spring Shelter. Um, The spring that next morning was like this massive just like pit, but the water was just ice cold and crystal clear. And I think it was the best water I had had since I had um, filtered water from Liberty Springs in the whites. It was just unbelievably tasty. Um, But otherwise, we kind of hauled it all the way through uh, the rest of the 100 Mile Wilderness. So there's part of me that's a little bit torn up about it. I will say, I think the hundred mile wilderness gets a little bit too much hype. Um, we actually ran into day hikers in the hundred mile wilderness, which was a little bit weird just cause you kind of are sold on the idea of the hundred mile wilderness being a completely, uh, wilderness stretch (laughs) of the trail. And then seeing, we saw some minivans and day hikers and like golf haggis and some sections, which was a little bit off-putting, um, and I think that's fine. Like obviously the outdoors should be enjoyed by everybody. Uh, but I think that kind of was a little bit of a disappointment at that point because we've been so hyped up about getting a hundred miles of just like pure challenge in, um, for the last stretch of the trail. And it didn't really end up feeling that way. Like if you if you had to get off trail, you you probably pretty easily could have. Um, there wasn't really self-service though. So that's, that definitely was a little bit of a tricky situation at times. Um, one of the things that I – Remember very well from my last week on trail was I did not pack nearly enough food. So we knew it was going to be five days, and we're like, well, let's just go light because if we're starving, we'll just eat after we finish at Katahdin, or we'll just buy a ton of food at Able Bridge. Um, That ended up being a silly decision. On this end of the second day, I was like, I do not have enough food to really like be well nourished, or maybe not well nourished, but have enough fuel to finish successfully. I think that maybe was part of the reason why we decided to finish in in four days. Um, And then uh, we got to the birches on the morning of that fifth day. Um, That was really cool, that last stretch. The bugs were terrible, leaving Abelbridge, getting into Baxter. Um, And then walking through Baxter was just incredible. We were able to cross a couple of rivers. Um, The Penobscot, I think, starts there. Uh, I could be wrong on that. We were went swimming in some of those rivers. We took the canoes out on Daisy Pond or Daisy Pond, which was awesome, and had some trail magic there from the campers that were staying there. And then the rangers and the team there I thought were really cool, like explaining about the significance of Mount Katahdin. And what was awesome by that point is we knew we had gotten um, – well, we kind of had gotten some word. We didn't really have any cell signal, but we did use some Garmin GPS communication to find out that our family and and everyone was waiting in Millinocket for us to summit the next day on on July 18th. So that was really cool. Getting the card saying you're about to summit the next day was really cool. I know we'll probably talk about that in in another episode, but um, leading up to that point and staying at the birches was awesome because the campsite was filled with a bunch of people that we had been hiking with and ran into over the course of the hundred mile wilderness. And we just hung out the rest of the day. Um, It was only 13 miles for us to go from the shelter we had stayed at on the night of the fourth day to kind of the base of Katahdin. So the last week was awesome. Uh, We were ready to get moving, like I said, Um, but I don't think we didn't enjoy it. It just was like, we went through it a lot faster than I think some folks would have anticipated. If I could do it again, I wish we had more time and maybe be fun to do another stretch. There's definitely plenty of opportunities to, to go for a swim. But ultimately, that was the the benefit for us was to just go through it in four and a half days. So that was what my last week on trail was like. Thanks for listening, everyone. We'll talk to you again soon.
1: Calling all trail correspondence listeners. As promised, we've created a portal through which you can ask our correspondents any burning questions you've had throughout the season. These can be general to all members or specific to particular people. It's all up to you. Find a link to the show's SpeakPipe account where you can submit your inquiries in the show notes and on the associated blog post at thetrek.co.
7: This is Mary, and this is Assignment 13. It's kind of ironic that this one is called Last Week, and it is actually my last week, and it really wasn't supposed to be my last week. Um, my injury on my foot definitely came back after doing the um, Snoqualmie Pass to Stevens Pass section. Um Whatever I did and I haven't gone to the doctor by the way it's just a matter of kind of like you have to fill out your injury versus like going to the doctor when you don't have insurance and getting a bill for something they're just probably going to say might just be like oh you just did this or that and it's not really anything that can be done to fix it. It kind of feels like I tore a tendon on my foot so when I was when I tripped over the root My toe was kind of unfortunately trying to balance myself and keep myself up when I was using also the trekking poles. And so when I tripped, I felt something, I definitely felt like a tearing feeling and immediately right after I kind of wanted to throw up, but I don't know if it was just the, I guess, adrenaline of wanting to go home. I just was able to keep hiking. But then after being off it for a little bit, once I was not hiking anymore, it really started hurting. Um, And I don't take anything, by the way, when I'm in pain. I don't do ibuprofen or nothing. After hiking the last time, I just felt like I used so much ibuprofen, I can't take it anymore just because it's not really good for you to take ibuprofen. And so when I was going to Stevens Pass, I actually had to get off eight miles before because it was getting to the point where I wanted to throw up when i was hiking versus and versus pain i mean like i can manage pain pretty well but it's the throwing up that i don't handle very well i hate throwing up it's just i don't know it's like the worst thing to me ever but it definitely feels like i retore whatever i thought healed because i'm now walking with my limp again so it does suck and i'm really disappointed that i can't finish my hike but i knew this was this is what happens when you hike dumb shit happens and sometimes it's the stupidest injuries that are the ones that unfortunately cause the most damage um who would have thought that just something as simple as tripping and me trying to catch myself would have ended my hike versus me I don't know blisters and whatever else a lot of people get when they first hike I was actually fine but yeah I don't know it sucks there's nothing I can do. I knew, I knew this was going to happen. I mean, not that it was going to happen, but just that it was something that could happen and that I wasn't going to beat myself up over it. I'm kind of done doing that to myself. So, so yeah, it really does suck. And I really would have liked to have done the rest of the trail that I never got to do in 17 at least, but I can always try again another year. I'm not the kind of person who's just going to quit something just because I didn't do it the first time or the second time. And then also too, I'm not going to quit just because I'm getting older. And then even still, at least it's a way for me to go out and do it again. It's kind of like when you get a good taste of trail and you're not on trail anymore, it feels like a part of you is missing and you don't feel whole until you're back on trail again. And the thing is that feeling you get on trail, it's not something a lover or a spouse or a partner can give to you, unfortunately. It's only something the trail can give to you and it's different every single time you go out on trail. It's its never the same thing. And in a weird way, it's like being in an abusive relationship with a narcissist. You're the one that's being abused and you keep going back for more and this narcissistic person which is nature does not give two craps about you or what it does to you but yet you're still there and you're still enduring it and wanting more and I guess for some they're smart enough to catch on to that and once they're done they're done and then for a lot of other of us we're not done and we want to go back for more so for now I'll just save up and prepare for the next time And I'm not quite sure what's going to happen next. A lot of the people that I know that are done with Trill kind of went right to work right afterwards. And I really can't go to work right now. So maybe I'll start making gear to sell. I don't know. And I really wish I talked about gear since I didn't talk about it at all. It seems like for a lot of people making your own gear, it's an intimidating thing to get yourself into. And it's really not. Um, there are other ways to kind of ease yourself into it, but I guess if anybody has any questions about my gear or about making gear, they can reach out to somebody on the track and they can reach out to me. I did leave my information off. I Again, I'm not looking for any kind of publicity or any kind of following. I just kind of did this more or less because of my background and for other people who might have a similar background and think that something like this isn't something for them when it it, when it is we don't need to let our past dictate our future and if you had family like mine who was trying to gatekeep the trail saying that it was only for white people um I encourage you to not listen to that because hiking is for everybody and if it's something you really want to do go out and do it just be smart be safe and trust your gut feeling
0: guys it's minstrel and i'm getting ready to finish this thing it's the last week and it's been it's been different we have we have a fire closure and i'm not really stoked about it i i have to get home um pretty quickly because my dog sitter has a date that she's going out of town for an extended period of time so I basically have to to get my dog on this timeline and I've I've been pushing really hard to try to not skip anything in Washington and it's honestly just worn me down so much I haven't had a zero day in well over a week um even even my neros have just been super chafy. Ah, man, I'm falling apart. I'll be honest, and and it's rough. So the plan is to meet my primary partner in Stahican, and we were going to finish the trail up from there, but with the fire closures, it's just. Untenable and honestly I wanna I would rather just come back and, and hike the PCT proper. Um, so I've skipped I've skipped some miles and I'll come back some other time. So I'm basically gonna plan for Steven's Pass to Hart's Pass in the future. It's just an easier logistical thing to figure out, but I'm really excited to finish the trail with my primary it's it's going to be really special. And it's also kind of cool because, you know, she doesn't have her trail legs yet. So I'm kind of forced to slow down. Because I'm really excited to see my dog. I'm really excited to just get on the other side of this. And I'm, I'm out of, I'm out of, I'm at the end of my budget I'm, you know, at the, out of time because of the situation with my dog sitter, I'm excited to get on the other side of this. But at the same time, I don't want to be on the other side of this. Being out here, breathing the air, only worrying about where am I going to sleep, where am I going to get water... It's been it's been the most amazing thing and I, I don't want it to end. So I'm really, really excited that I get to slow down for my last few days. And I'm really excited to get to share it with somebody who means so much to me. But there's there's just so much going on and it's it's so hard and I'm trying to figure out... I'd love to pack out a bottle of champagne, but every time I'm in town, I keep forgetting to get one. (laughs) Um, Whatever. I, I can celebrate that way when I get back. But the thing that I'm really trying to do is figure out who is Minstrel? What makes him different than Eddie back in the city? What... What does he do? What does he think? How does he operate? How does he approach things? How does he think about things? How does he treat people? How does he allow people to treat him? How does he ask for help? How does he accept it? What does he do with unsolicited advice or criticisms or any of that? Like, who is minstrel? What is his core? And how can I how can I make Eddie closer to him? Because I don't want to lose that when I'm when I'm back in civilization. It's it's scary. I've spent so much I've spent so much time out here learning about this honestly I feel like incredible side of me that I I knew was there but I didn't know the nuances or the depth of it And I don't want to let that go having having this feral beard having these whimsical painted nails having just this glow from moving and existing and Living in this incredible world that we have and experiencing it in three dimensions rather than on a screen. And I don't want to lose that. And I I need to hold on to it as much as I can. I've already started applying for jobs. I have an interview set up for after I cross over into Canada, I have I'm already looking for places to live because I'll need one. All those logistics, all those annoying civilization things, but I just don't want to lose what I've discovered. That's me. That's my last week. Man, thanks for thanks for following me, you guys. I really appreciate you.
8: Howdy, this is David Ferrari, trail name, Good Soup, signing in from the 100 Mile Wilderness, where in six days, if everything goes to plan, I will summit Katahdin and conclude my northbound through hike. Um, Saying stuff like that, like, yep, I'm going to finish, used to freak me out. Used to make me feel like I was jinxing it. Like don't say it, or your dreams will hear, and they'll you know they'll it'll all go away. But I'm pretty confident now. i'm I'm calling my shot. I'm finishing the trail. <laughs> I'm sure friends and family around me would have predicted this sooner than I have, but I was just uh, taking it day by day, the best I could. Um, sometimes I was thinking, about this, but, yeah, in a weird way, in a sense, this has kind of snuck up on me, Um, but after getting through the challenging parts of New Hampshire and southern Maine, I'm feeling really good, um, physically and mentally, and I'm, uh, I'm pretty ready for this to be done. I want to talk about that, because I think sometimes people hear like, I'm ready to be done. And it kind of comes across negatively, or like they're fed up. But I'm just very content with my hike. At least as I record this, I should say. But yeah, I'm content with my hike. I'm happy for what I accomplished. Uh... I can't quite put it into words, but I just have this feeling that I've gotten more out of the hike than I was planning to. Um, Maybe if I sit on it for a few years, I'll figure out what it was. But I'm really excited to be where I'm at. Um, I'm glad that I've got a good group of people that I've been hiking with. Um... And, you know, just expanding on that, I've had good groups of people to hike with this whole time. I've kind of been in, like, three, like, big tramleys, as well as just hiking around people for extended periods of times. So, it's nice to know that I've got a tramley that just kind of happened organically to finish out this hike with. But... More to the point about the fact that I have technically less than a week to go. Um, I'm ready to be done. I'm excited. I'm excited for what this last week's going to bring. Um, I'm excited for what comes after. And I'm really proud of what came before to make this happen. I've got not much planned in terms of like a celebration at the end or anything... I think that's just kind of because I'm still a little tiny bit nervous about like, oh, don't plan anything big because you never know if it's going to rain too hard and make your plans delayed or whatever. That'll be an interesting thing about being off-trail is the weather will affect less of my life. Um, Hopefully, I guess. But yeah, so my parents... Are getting into Millinocket today for those who don't know Millinocket is considered like basically it's it's where it's the town you go to to wait for your thru-hiker to finish or it's where you go to after you finish summiting so they'll be there in a in a place they've rented for the week and In three days they're gonna run out on a logging road where the trail crosses and do uh, they're gonna be there to hand us our food for the rest of the trip and then they'll be um, we're gonna the plan is to camp just outside of Baxter State Park we're not gonna mess around with trying to get a reservation at Baxter State Park so we'll start our summit day from outside the park hike into the park go up, come down my parents are going to meet us just outside the park the morning of to drop off our summit day food and slack pack us so we can better enjoy our summit day and then we'll come back down they'll drive us to the rental, we'll take a zero day in Millinocket, and then the next day we'll all start driving back my parents and I, because we're driving back to Wisconsin over two days, and then the the other three in my tramley, we're driving down to Portland, Maine so they have a place, so they don't have to deal with all the uh, Buses and shuttles and whatever to get down to their flights. And then they'll fly out the next day. So, yeah, everything's got a plan and itinerary, which is different from how I normally hike. But now that it seems like the plan's gonna stick, it's kinda nice having it. We know where we need to be. I know where I'll be in six days. And it'll be on top of a sign. On top of Katahdin. And I'm just... uh, Just pretty pleased that... I'm recording this podcast episode. um, Being able to say that... I'm going to finish this thing. Otherwise, yeah. I'm just going to kind of... Zen my way through the 100 Mile Wilderness... To the best of my abilities. And I'll talk to y'all... Shortly, I guess next episode... About how it all ends or how it all begins ooh no it's and it, it's, that was a fun joke but no it's it's coming to an end <laughs> all right this is good soup signing out Bye bye
9: Hello, this is Summer and I am recording from the trail again today. Kind of exciting though. Um, actually technically not on the PCT because I am making my way back down from summiting Mount Whitney. Um, so technically on a bit of a blue blaze, but I started bright and early this morning at 1.30am to get up to the top for sunrise and I made it. Um, And it was so beautiful and very cold, but we all just cozied up in our sleeping bags or quilts, and it was pretty amazing. Um, We all got lots of pictures, and the excitement was just super real. It was mostly just JMT and PCT hikers up there that early. So it was really, really fun and special, and I am super glad I was able to do it. And the weather was pretty much perfect. There was no wind or... Clouds in the skies, hardly so. Super rad, and fittingly, today we're talking about um, the last week on trail, and it is, in fact, my last week on trail. Um, After today, I will have about two and a half more days before I hit Kennedy Meadows South, where I will be finishing off my hike. So, gonna answer a few questions and also just ramble, Um, but. Yeah, first question we have is, how are those around you feeling, slash how am I feeling? And the second question is, am I ready to be done? And basically, that is how I'm feeling. <laughs> I am ready to be done. <laughs> I, today was awesome. Um, honestly, so, so awesome. And yesterday going over Forester Pass was also super awesome really hard. (laughs) Same with today. Really hard, but really cool. And it's definitely setting in that, like, you know, it's, it's coming to an end. Um, but I'm excited to do other things again. Um, just a lot, a lot to only do this one thing for the last four and a half months. Um, so yeah, I'm, uh, I think I'm definitely ready to be done. But I think we all kind of are feeling that way. I think everyone's excited, but ready to be done. I think we're all tired, you know? This has been a long PCT season. Um, and then the next question is, am I doing anything to celebrate or kind of extend my last week? Um, I mean, I did Whitney, which is basically a whole bonus day, um... But that was pretty much a non-negotiable for me from the start. I I always envisioned my PCT hike as a traditional no hike, which obviously it has not been. Um, but doing Whitney was definitely always a part of that. Um, same as the other peaks, um, San Jacinto and Bin Pal, which I also was able to do. So I really, really wanted to do Whitney. But with the weather the past couple weeks, it's been pretty unpredictable and kind of not great with weird thunderstorms and stuff. So I was not sure if I was going to actually be able to do it, because if it was going to be storming, I was certainly not going to do it. But yeah, these past few days, the weather has been awesome since I left Bishop, and I'm just very grateful um, to have a good last week. But other than that... Um, had a couple of shorter days the last couple of days because of Whitney, basically, you know, since we can only camp at, as far as Crabtree. So, had, like, a short day yesterday, had a shorter day the day before, um, I'll probably, you know, have some fairly chill days the next couple of days, but other than that, not really. Um, once I set the date of my, you know, plane ride home and everything, like, kinda, that was it, you know, about a week ago, set the date it was like, okay, this is it so, yeah um, I don't feel like I'm, like, rushing to get, you know get it over with at all but, you know, I have I have my goal, I have my date and, uh, now I just gotta get there by then, which is, yeah, it's a pretty generous date, um and then lastly um Am I doing anything to, like, celebrate? Um, funnily enough, the, like, day that I'll fly back to Portland, um, me and my mom are going to see a comedian we really, really enjoy, um, and it was very random, but just happened to be, like, on a date that I could possibly finish by, so I was like, you know what, that would be, like, a really fun way to kind of, you know celebrate being back home, so that was kind of how I decided, that I was like, okay, this is my date. <laughs> um, so yeah, that'll be fun, and then just in about a week and a half after I get home, it'll be my birthday, and hopefully I'll do something fun for that, but I have no plans. Um, so yeah, nothing in particular, but my mom's coming to pick me up at Kennedy Meadows, and I'm really excited for that. That will definitely be fun. We're going to go spend the night in L.A., which I've never actually been to L.A. before somehow. So, yeah, I think it'll be fun and it'll be a, a nice little um, celebration, even if it's just small. Um, I've already imagined walking back to Kennedy Meadows and how it's going to feel. And every time I think about it, I just cry because I'm just so proud of myself so yeah (laughs) i can't believe i only have like 60 more miles and i'm actually gonna be able to do it (laughs) super cool so yeah a little bit of ramblings about my last week on trail um next time you hear from me i will officially be a pct through hiker (laughs) um but yeah until next time it's the summer signing out
1: That's it for this episode. Next time is the finish. It'll be a retrospective along with eyes forward to the future. Also, a huge congrats to Allie TC and Abby Shitwater Fireball, Queen of the Salamanders, for their recent summits. Well deserved and earned. Be sure to check out their summit photos on their Instagram accounts linked in the show notes. And a final reminder about our SpeakPipe site, where you can submit your questions you have for our correspondence. You can likewise find that in the show notes and blog post as well. For now, I am your host, Moron, and this has been Trail Correspondence, episode 13. Happy trails, y'all. ¶¶